The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, this, uh, um, the, this passage, Jesus' words, uh, uh, have uh, made their way into uh, a very s- significant uh, part of church teaching. Right? We, we know these, these works to be uh, the corporal works of mercy. And, uh, and, they're very, and they are very significant because I think it, it, in many ways uh, they, they speak so well of, um, say, the, the, the demand... Love, so, yeah, okay. They, they speak so well of love's practical demands. Yeah, and they, and they speak so well of God's generous love in the practical details of our kind of day-to-day living. So uh, quite, quite significant. The, the tough thing for us getting into the passage is that it's, it's been used say simply as that, right? The passages say simply used as, these are the corporate works of mercy, you should be doing them. And although I'm not going to say that you should not be doing them, I'm going to say something that's very different, uh, the way that Jesus is, is going about, you know, uh, this, uh, this little visioning exercise for, uh, for his people, right? So what, what do we see here? Um, we have the two groups, okay, the sheep and the goats, left and right, I'm going to let you off the hook this morning, I'm not going to, you know, we'd have to puzzle about who's on the right side, yeah, okay, left and right, there are two groups, sheep and the goats, again, doesn't seem to be, doesn't seem to mean much, except that uh, Israel's Messiah is, is often pictured as a shepherd, and this is a shepherd's task, uh, Jesus himself, right, he's the good shepherd, so this is, this is one of his tasks, anyway, the king 
is judging. And what do we see about both, both groups of people? Neither of them knows the king. Okay, so is that you? Is that you? Would you recognize Jesus if he showed up? I mean, please, people, I hope you would, okay? Anyway, so, sorry, bad rhetorical device this morning. Okay, anyway, so, these people don't know Jesus. They don't recognize him as the king. And they even ask in that exchange, right, when did we see you hungry, naked, whatever? And he's, what does he say? He says, when you did it for the least of these. When you did it, can I find the, if I can find it quickly, um, for one of these least brothers of mine. And so already in Matthew's gospel, it's established who Jesus' brothers are. They're those who do the will of God. And more to, more to the point, they're the people gathered around Jesus for that task. Okay, so in Israel, there's a long tradition of, quote-unquote, the judgment of nations, where God will judge the pagan nations or the non-Jewish nations based on how they interacted with Israel. And this is a judgment of nations scene, where now Jesus, who's rewriting the whole Israel project around himself, is saying it's not not God, uh, God judging the nations based on their interaction with Israel, it's, it's God, and, and in fact, the Messiah, Jesus himself, the king, judging by how people have interacted with his new Israel people. Is this weird? Is this weird enough for you? Yeah, okay. So it, it's a bit of a strange passage, passage in that sense, but there's, there's, a lot that, there's a lot that comes out of it. Yeah, one is that it's not actually our, it's not our primary task to feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, welcome the stranger, clothe the naked, care for the ill, and visit the imprisoned. That's not our primary task. Our primary task is to be Jesus. And then how people treat us when we are being Jesus is how they are judged according to these standards. So it's not as, it's a, yeah, I'm kind of taking away and giving, right? It's like, oh, great, he's taken away the burden of the corporal works of mercy. Like, yeah, Jesus is not instructing you to do corporal works of mercy. But I'm also giving back in greater measure. You have to be Jesus. And, and, and of course, it's not, it shouldn't come as a surprise to us. You know, we say we're the body of Christ, yeah, and we feast on the body of Christ in order to be the body of Christ. So it, it ought not be a surprise. And we also have Jesus, the the glorified King, and this is this is actually the tougher part of the passage. I didn't get to it yet. I don't know if I want to, <laughs> but Jesus is the glorified King. He's already reigning in glory, and we know him. We know him intimately. His Holy Spirit is in us and working through us. We know him intimately. He's ordering our efforts. He's orienting us to his purposes. He's giving us the strength and sustenance that we need to be who he's calling us to be, his renewed Israel people. 
Yeah? So he's, he's reigning now. So actually what's happening is, I said I didn't want to do it, but I'm going to try. What's happening is, this is not simply an end of days scene. Actually, God's judgment has, God's future judgment has come into the present in Jesus. So he's sorting things out now. He's bringing justice now. Okay, now I'm just going to make that a very light gloss because I'm going to get lost. I'm going to get lost if I dig in and, I'm, and I've already lost you. Is it just when it's cold, everybody gets like, uh, is that what it is? Is, that, is it Lent and you're, you're not eating enough and so it's like, okay, I'm just that boring. It's, a, it's not, yeah. I'm happy to be that boring, do you know? <laughs> like, I'm happy to be. But I, want, but I want to make sure that you're prepared to offer your hearts and lives here at the altar, which, which does require a, a modicum of, enge- of engagement. <laughs> so wherever you are, just uh, allow, allow, Jesus to, allow Jesus to stir it up in you, do you know, however, he's, however he wants to do it. It doesn't have to be through, <laughs> through this vehicle of his at all, okay? So allow him, allow him to do that. Okay, let me just pull back. Yeah, Jesus is Jesus has called you to know Him intimately, and to be about His work in the world. You are His new Israel. Now, if you look at the way Israel perdured over the course of many generations, you you might be concerned that He's called you to be His new Israel, because we we find ourselves Israel, and now the new Israel, we find ourselves in the places of the world's suffering. Right? We find ourselves in the place of the world suffering, crying, crying out to God for justice, crying out to God for the strength that we need to persevere in living the great and costly lives that he's, of love that he's called us to live. Yeah, we, f- we find ourselves making intercession for the world. Yeah? We, we, we find ourselves in those places where God is not, and we want to bring God. Where love is not, we want to bring love. Right? Where, where order and, and, and goodness and peace and the, and the like are not. And, and we're there to do something about it. We're his renewal force. But it means we have to go to the places of, that have not yet been renewed, that have not yet been restored. We're sent into those places as his renewed people. Now, this, then this is the challenge then of the passage, and it's the consolation of the passage. We just have to keep our, our hearts and our minds focused on Jesus and the work that he's entrusted to us. And guess what? We're going to be treated this way by some and the other way by others. Yeah? And what Jesus is saying is, I got it. I got it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. What you have to worry about is, is looking at me, following me, trusting me. That's what you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about anything else. You don't have to worry about the judgment of this one, that one, the other one. You don't have to worry about where this one's going, where that one's going. I'm sorting it out. I'm sorting it out now. And, and he's sorting it out through us, which again is a very difficult thing for us to see. Maybe, we're, maybe it's right that we're blind to it. He's bringing his justice to the world through us. But it's, but it's ours not to worry about that, but to worry about faithfully following him. So our Lenten observance is, is about that. It's about training our hearts and minds on Jesus in a way that it's much harder for us to be distracted or derailed. We're simply not going to be. What we, what we have, what we've been called into, what we participate in, 
is far too precious to be distracted or derailed by anything at all. By anything. Yeah, so we, again, hearts and minds focus on Jesus. We, we come to him today to be brought, to be brought into again that, that loving exchange, to be, to be revived and renewed uh, so that we can be people reflecting his great love to a world, especially at the points where we're being called to a world that so desperately needs it.